Did you ever get told when you were a kid, okay, you can have your pudding, you can have your dessert, but you need to eat your vegetables first? If you did, you might find this episode interesting because this is exactly the kind of technique that we are going to use in our dog training that we're talking about today. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome back to another episode of the Letters from Your Dog podcast. So today we are going to be talking about something that I call the lettuce chocolate effect. I think that's a much better name than what most people call it, which is a transfer of value. So if you have been a dog trainer for a little while or a dog owner or pet parent, whatever you want to call yourself for a little while, you may have heard this term transfer of value. And it's something that often gets thrown around when people ask trainers, how do I get away from using so many treats? Now, that is a bigger question. I personally, in a nutshell, would say that you should never, ever stop rewarding your dog for what you consider positive behavior or behavior that you would like to see so even my dog who is seven years old when we go for a walk I still take treats out with me I still take toys out with me he does a fantastic recall I reward him for that now I'm not rewarding him every single time he checks in with me anymore because what's happened is we've had this transfer of value that we're going to be talking about today so now he has joy and he has reward in coming back to me because it has been practiced so many times and he has got decent rewards all the times that he's done it now it's actually rewarding for him to come back even when there's no treat or no toy however I still want to keep that topped up I do not ever want to stop paying my dog and I would highly highly suggest that you don't ever stop paying your dog either so if you are someone who's very worried about using lots of treats I would say don't worry especially if you have a young dog or a dog that's new to you be as generous as you can possibly be now you don't have to get a fat chunky dog you can use some of their daily food allowance you can use low calorie rewards like chicken you can use toys you can use movement you can use chase whatever it is that your dog likes but don't stop giving them rewards and paying them for their good work just want to get that in there first (laughs) okay so what is the lettuce chocolate effect so maybe when you were a child or maybe you've done this with your own children you didn't really want to eat your dinner and you didn't really want to eat your carrots let's say And your mum or dad or nan or whoever said to you, you can't have any pudding until you've eaten up all those vegetables. This was definitely something my mum used to say to me. And so if you wanted the pudding bad enough, you'd probably shove those carrots in your mouth, eat them quickly, swallow it down with a glass of water and then move on and have your pudding, right? Have your dessert. So that's it in its most primitive sense. So what we're doing is we're, we're giving a consequence really, I guess. So we're saying, if you do this thing which isn't horrendous, it's not going to hurt you, but you don't really want to do it, then you can have this amazing thing as a reward. Now, that's a little bit of bribery going on there because you are literally holding that dessert over that child's head and saying you're only having it if you've got carrots, unless you were my mum's friend who used to look after us and she would say you have to eat your carrots 
um, if you want your pudding. And then two seconds later, she'd say, oh, never mind, just this once, except every single time. So that was fantastic. (laughs) But that's not who we're talking about today. So bribery is an interesting one. And often where people feel stuck is that they will use the food, let's say, as a bribe. So or a toy as a bribe so your dog's running off lead and they won't come back when you call so you dangle the food or you dangle the toy to get them to come in that's very different from a reward where your dog's on a long line let's say so they can't run away too far from you just stand on the end of it and you wait for them to come back in once they've made that fantastic choice then you produce the toy or the reward uh, the food reward that is very different from waggling it in their face and the difference in behavior you're going to get there is in the first example your dog is going to wait to come back to you until they see the reward and then they're going to have to make a decision about whether they think it's good enough or whether they want to carry on doing what they're doing in the second example your dog is learning on their own that when they come back to you great things happen so we always want to err on the side of the second one when we're thinking about training But the beautiful thing about dogs, and this does work on people as well, but it takes slightly longer on us, going back to our dinner example, is that we can make the vegetables more appealing by having the pudding as a consequence. So let me explain a little bit about what I mean. So I like lettuce. Lettuce is fine. I could eat lettuce every day in a salad. No problems. I don't dislike it. I don't love it. It's just lettuce. There's not much you can say about it. <laughs> chocolate, on the other hand, I love. If I could eat chocolate all day every day, I definitely would. It's delicious. I rarely would turn it down, with the exception of white chocolate. Ugh, no. But anything else, absolutely. My absolute favourite chocolate is Terry's Chocolate Orange. If you don't have it in your country, try and ship that bad boy in because it's incredible. (laughs) That's another story. So, if someone came up to me and they said, you can have a 100 pieces of lettuce... And if you eat those 100 pieces of lettuce, then you can have four pieces of chocolate. I'd be like, I really like chocolate, but I'm not 100% sure that's worth my time. If, on the other hand, I was offered 100 pieces of chocolate for four pieces of lettuce, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Deal. (laughs) I'll eat those four pieces of lettuce if I can have 100 pieces of chocolate. Absolutely. And this is what we want to start to think about with our dog training. So what's going to happen in that example is if I eat my four pieces of lettuce and I get a hundred pieces of chocolate as a reward for that, lettuce becomes much more appealing to me. I'll be like, give me more. Give me another four pieces if I get another hundred pieces of chocolate. I might feel a bit sick by that point, but you get the idea. And this is what we want to do with our dogs. So if what we want is for our dogs to come when we call them, that's just one example. This can be applied to all different types of dog training. And our dog is like, well, there's so much more in the environment that's fun for me. I don't know if that's really worth my while. But I know that my dog will do anything for venison sausage. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go and stand in the park in a quietish place. I'm going to have that long line on. I'm going to stand on the end of it. I'm going to let my dog sniff and look and explore the environment to their heart's content. They can do whatever they want. And as soon as the second that they check back in with me, even just glancing at me initially, but ideally coming back towards me, I'm going to mark it yes or clever or whatever your marker word is or your clicker. And I'm going to give them 
one, two, three, four, five pieces of venison. I'm going to throw the venison in the air for them to catch. I'm going to throw it along the ground for them to chase. I'm going to put it in a little hider toy. I'm going to make it the best experience they could possibly have. And if you do that enough times, what starts to happen? Well, when I come back to mum or dad, I get this incredible venison sausage party. It's the best thing I've ever had in my life. So coming back to you starts becoming rewarding in itself because it equals the venison party. And over time, it doesn't matter if you don't have a venison party every single time. And I would suggest that you don't. You definitely want to mix up your rewards. But it doesn't matter if it's not the best experience in the world because your dog has such a history ingrained in their brain of it being the best experience in the world that if that doesn't happen every time, it's not the end of the world. They're still going to come back because they're like, is it a party this time? Are we partying? No, okay. Is it a party this time? And that's what you're looking for. That's what we mean in dog training when we say transferring the value. You are becoming valuable to your dog because coming back to you equals the venison sausage party. Exactly the same as lettuce and chocolate. Lettuce is becoming more valuable to me. I'm more interested in eating the four pieces because I get 100 bits of chocolate when I do. Okay, let's say you don't like chocolate. All right, let's say you hate doing um, a certain task at work. You've got to send these emails every Monday morning. You hate it. It takes you ages and it's really boring. If your boss said to you, okay, let's say your name's Sarah. Okay, Sarah, you do those emails in 15 minutes this morning. I'm going to give you 50 quid. Go out, go out and have lunch on me. You'd probably do them, right? You'd be like, all right, let's let's get on with it. (laughs) And if that happened every week, you'd be in there Monday morning doing those emails in a flash because you knew that £50 was waiting for you. It's exactly the same. So it's a little bit sneaky on our part because what we can start to think about is what do we want from our dogs? Do we want them to be settled when people come to the house? Do we want them to come when we call them? Do we want them to stop chasing the cat? Okay, well, let's set up the environment to stop them from repeating the thing we don't want. Let's put the long line on to stop them running away. Let's put the lead on when we're working with the cat. Let's have a barrier to stop them jumping on our guests. And then when they offer us the behaviour that we like, let's have a party. Let's make it the best reward in the world for our dogs. So they start doing that more and more and more. Now, that is the premise of what I wanted to talk to you about today. However, there's something specific and this is for those dogs that mm, they're not bothered by food. They could take it or leave it. And, or they're not bothered by toys. They could take them or leave them. They're far more interested in everything else that's going on. This can be used in the exact same way. So one of my dogs, Aya, she was really foodie as a puppy. And then she got to about two and she started not really being too bothered by her food. Sometimes she'd eat it, sometimes she wouldn't eat till four. Now, I don't feed my dogs out of a bowl. We use it interactively. But even in training, she was kind of like turning her nose up at her kibble, just not too bothered. Now, the first thing you always want to think about is, are they poorly? Have they got off their food? We did all of that. Everything was fine. It was literally that she just wasn't feeling too motivated by it anymore. So what we did was something that we call the kibble chicken game and it works exactly the same as the lettuce chocolate effect. I like these little funny stupid things (laughs) you may have noticed. So what I did with her was I sat in front of her and I put one piece of kibble in one hand and I put a huge lump of beef in the other hand and I offered them both to her. Now of course she went to take the beef. I simply closed my hand, didn't shout at her, didn't say anything to her and I offered her the kibble again. She turned her nose up at it no worries, put the game away. And we did that a few times. 
until I held out the kibble. She went for the beef. I closed my hand. I held the kibble again. She ate it. I gave her the beef. Exactly the same idea. We did this several times a day over the course of about a week and a half. By the end of that week and a half, she was eating a handful of kibble just for one piece of beef because that value had transferred over. So if you have a dog that's a little bit of a picky eater or not massively motivated by food or toys, because you could do this with toys as well. So an example with the toy would be, say you've got a dog that absolutely loves running. As soon as you get to the park, they want to run, 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 run. Okay, well, keep the dog on the lead. Get your toy out. Can they touch it with their nose? Can they look at it? Can they tug with it for just a second? As soon as they can engage with it in some way, then I'll let you off and you can have your run. And what starts to happen? The game of tug becomes valuable because it equals running. So exactly the same principle. Okay, if you guys want to see how the uh, kibble chicken game works, if you think it would be helpful for your dog, I'm going to pop a link below in the show notes so you can come and join us on our email list and I will send you out um, a video of that training game so you can see how it works in real life. And you might be saying, well, why do I Why do I need to bother? Surely I can just, you know, you know, not worry about it, give my dog the treats that they like. Yeah, of course you can. But For me, I like to have as many rewards available as possible for my dog. So I had a dog that wasn't particularly interested in toys. We used the lettuce chocolate technique to get her loving her toys because then that meant that I've got toys as well as food to reward you with. I've got double things to entertain you and that's always important to me. I want to be able to reward my dogs in as many ways as I possibly can. I'm going to give you one last example. So... Loose lead walking is something that lots and lots of people struggle with. They really find it challenging. Dogs, of course, want to go and explore their environment and look around and see what's happening. The key to loose lead walking success, and I have a whole program about loose lead walking success, which I will post the link to in the show notes if you'd like to get your loose lead walking down. But the real key to loose lead walking success is that transfer of value. So it's not about rewarding your dog, but it becomes rewarding for your dog to be next to you. So often people will say to me, my dog will pull forward. I'll call them back. I'll reward them for coming back in and then they'll pull forward again. All that's telling me is that that transfer of value has not happened yet. Currently, all your dog is valuing is eating the food from your hand, not being next to you. So what we want to work on is having it meaningful for your dog to come in close and when they do that being a rewarding experience either by food or toy or whatever so that they then want to walk nice and close to you okay so if you'd like to find out a little bit more about that and a little bit more about loose lead walking success I will pop the link in the show notes and also the link to join our email list if you would like to see that kibble chicken game in action all right everyone hope that was helpful take care see you next time Hi again everybody, if you would like to get your paws on Loose Lead Walking Success, the eight-week program which talks you through my exact steps to get beautiful loose lead walking that your dog actually wants to do, so they want to hang out nice and close to you, you can go for walks without getting yanked along, having your shoulder pulled out of its socket or having a dog that stops every single two seconds so you can't get anywhere at all, then this is definitely the program for you. There is a link to join Loose Lead Walking Success in the show notes and I hope to see you in there. Take care.